Well, you know, Marvel is basically at it again. They're at it again. Pride Month, they went hard, man. Pride Month was just a, a, a Pride Month on steroids. That's what I got to say. It was just strictly Pride Month on steroids, the way things went down, you know. First, Alphabet Spider-Man debuts in Edge of Spider-Verse number five. The Spider-Verse shows more inclusively as Marvel's first gay Spider-Man will debut in the Edge Spider-Verse number five. Marvel Comics has a new Spidey on the block just in time for Pride Month. The first gay Spider-Man, Web Weaver, came from the incredible mind of writer Steve Fox and designer Chris Anka. Writer of Edge of Spider-Verse number five, Fox took it to his Twitter account to tease fans about the arrival of the new Spidey. He began his tweet by saying he realized immediately when conceiving Web Weaver is that he can't and shouldn't represent all gay men. No single character can. Oh, boy. I, I mean, it's just, they, they, I, I don't know what to say, really, because they do this all the time, man. They're shoving propaganda down your throat with this. They're shoving it down your throat. They just got to make this character gay, or you got to make another character just weak, Stereotypical, especially with the black characters, man. The black characters, they always, you know, they will make you make the character um, gay or lesbian. One of the two. All right. In the tweet from Anka and Fox, they gave a short introduction into the Web Weaver's alter ego. Aside from Web Weaver's character design, Fox also shared the cover of Edge of Spider-Verse number 5. On the cover, we see fabulous Web Weaver and terrifying Hunter Spider. The plot of Edge of Spider-Verse number 5 gives us a bit of introduction to both characters. It also teased us about another spider that Phil Lord and Christopher Miller created. For the uninitiated, Sergei Kravinov is among the notorious enemies of Spider-Man. His first appeared in Spider-Man number 15 in May of 1964. Just looking at the character design of the four Web Weaver was nothing but unusual. Compared to the other spider suits, Web Weaver sports a rather high brow and ready for a runway suit. Oh, great. After all, Web Weaver's original identity is a fashion designer, so the styling checks out. Anka, in his reply to his tweet, mentioned the inspiration of the character design of the first gay Spider-Man. He said he studied a lot of McQueen and Mulga to develop and settle in this current design. Anka tweeted, I cast a wide net for the original designs while also looking at new and unique spiders that Fox has recommended, which of eventually pared down to this look. The Edge of the Spider-Verse is a five-issue limited comic series that will hit the physical and digital stores in August. As the name suggests, we'll be on the journey of getting to know more Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Aside from introducing the first gay Spider-Man, Edge of Spider-Verse has more Spider-Variants in store. One of them is Tyrannosaurus Rex Spider-Man, Spider-Rex, and Felicia Hardy Black Cat's Night Spider. Each issue of the series contains three stories from different Spideys in the multiverse. 
Many incredible writers and designers are working on these stories like Carla Pocheo, Alex Segra, Perez Perez. So expect to see fan favorites like Spider-Ham, Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Gwen, Arana, and many more. Edge of Spider-Verse aims to redefine what it means to become Spider-Man, and in case that it isn't well established yet, just look at the exciting roster of Spideys we are about to encounter. The five-issue series will lead to the end of the Spider-Verse, which will act as the comic series finale. Marvel has yet to release the official date for its release, but will be on in the later part of 2022. Each web, expect web-slaying realness when the first gay Spider-Man makes his way on the edge of Spider-Verse, number five coming in September. They did it with, uh, what did they did with Wolverine, okay? They did it with uh, Superman in the DC universe, you know, Superboy. And it just won't stop. It just won't stop, okay? Especially with uh, another character I'll show up here. Right, Miles Morales. Okay, taking him, and you know he was already a token black guy, and they basically, you know, just made him a stereotypical mainstream media racist stereotype, a minstrel, basically, if you will, just a a minstrel, and they thought that was going to be okay. For their black audiences. <clears throat> Marvel writer apologizes for tone deaf Miles Morales comic facing criticism for racist stereotypes. Marvel's is what Marvel's What If comics explore standalone stories that experiment with the Marvel canon. The recent issue, What If Miles Morales Became Thor, is a typical concept of the series, but this new story came under fire last week, criticized for its tone deaf depiction of Afro Latino superhero Miles Morales. They could have easily gotten a qualified Afro-Latino to write this. Okay. To do the writing for this character. But it's the same old trope. You know, token black uh, character of a the white prototype. Okay. the uh, You got Spider-Man who was white. Okay. So you got Miles Morales, and he's basically Peter Parker, just black. And instead of giving him his own identity, instead of acting like Peter Parker, make him act different. Could have done that, but as you can see, you see the racism in the comics. Written by Yudi Mercado and illustrated by Paco Medina and Luigi Zargana, the story rematches Thor's home planet, Asgard, as a New York neighborhood. Wow. <clears throat> Miles described in the cringy rhyming verse Odin's son. He's the son of gods and kings. Got many wins. Check out all these rules. Oh, man. All those rings, including lines like Asgard is his hood. At one point, <clears throat> he brandishes a graffiti-covered Mjolnir while explaining hammer time. Wow. Marvel, Mac Marvel comics fans were quick to call out the comics racist undertones highlighting 
is a textbook example of non-black writer mishandling a black character. The Roots' Stephanie Holland summarized it as weird black exploitation character, pointing out that this version of Miles bears no resemblance to his awkward teen characterization in other comics. <clears throat> the break, the best known as the star of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Miles Morales is one of Marvel's most popular black superheroes. He's also a key example of fandom debuts over Marvel's additional choices because he was co-created by a white writer, Brian Michael Bendis, who was sometimes accused of depicting Miles as a tone-deaf or inauthentic manner himself, while attempting to make the Marvel Universe and its pool of creative talent more diverse and inclusive. The publisher has repeatedly hit snags like this. For every success story like Black Panther, there's a gaffe like promoting a white editor-in-chief who pretended to be Asian or launching a disastrously named non-binary superhero, Snowflake. Wow. With a beloved character like Miles, there's a recurring sense of frustration when Marvel fails to hire creators who can portray him in an authentic manner. Or they just don't want to. That's the thing. They just don't want to. Published on June 15th, this comic already attracted major backlash within a couple of days, with writer Yandi Mercado posting an apology on Twitter on June 22nd. While I've lived a different experience through my own Jewish and Mexican background, I still know inauthentic, inauthenticity hurts. I am, I'm sorry for this failed, <clears throat> for failing in this particular um, area, he wrote. I've appreciated hearing and learning from my black and Puerto Rican comic peers and hope to use this moment to help promote better authenticity. He also said he would donate his Marvel paycheck to the Brooklyn book Bodega. With his clumsy hip-hop references and racial stereotypes, this guy does not care, all right? If you took Ben Grimm and made a parody of his Jewish heritage, there would be backlash. And he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't dare touch the Jewish characters of the Marvel Universe and try to make some parodies out of it. He wouldn't do it because you know there would be backlash with it. Okay? He knows that, so they know what type of buttons to push. That's how I see it. Okay? To be honest, it just feels like it's just better just to throw you know, Marvel Comics out the window and just give up comics altogether, to be honest. It's just doesn't make any sense <clears throat> because they do stuff like this and it's basically taken over by the left agenda and they're either going to make characters, you know, alphabet, non-binary, do all types of crazy crap with it, not caring about what the readers want, so it's best just to close the door on Marvel. That's how I see it. What are your thoughts? Like, share, comment, subscribe. Um, anything you want to know about the channel is in the description box. Later.